Hi, and welcome to a special episode of the It's a Mimic podcast. Uh, this is our one-year anniversary episode, and so I've decided to do something interesting, and that is to not record this. And Dan and Terry are with me on this. So uh, you're all sitting there going, how is this going to be like an hour and a half or whatever long? And uh, we don't know either. Okay, so this is actually a mailbag episode, but instead of we of us having listeners uh, write in and tell um, or ask questions to me, Dan Terry, or just yell at us, a lot of you just yell at us, um, we have decided that we wanted to write our own questions, but then we needed some poor schmucks to answer them. And so we've invited intern Dave, Megan, and Brad, who have actually all been on our previous episodes and, uh, and therefore have earned a spot in the Hall of Shame. So, uh, say hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. You guys suck. Megan is not participating in any of this. <laughs> um, but, uh, so what's going to happen is Dan and Terry and I, we've all written up uh, 20 questions. Most of them are D&D related. Some of them are wildly off topic. And uh, we've thrown in a handful of landmines and embarrassing things for uh, these guys to try to answer. They're going to roll initiative, because we always do on the show. And uh, whoever gets the highest goes first, and they're going to start going clockwise around the table. When we've hit 20 questions, because there are 20 questions on three different tables, when we've hit 20, um, we will uh, we'll end the episode. But you guys are rolling D20s, and you can choose which table to go with. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you get three Terry questions in a row, it might be time to just... Shower. I was like, can we just Terry, yeah, we can just ignore that together. whole table all together. I think he'd I think. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, to shower it? with us, I think is what he'd yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, actually, right now, Dan is currently at band practice, and he didn't want to be a part of this because he likes band better than us. And Terry is, I believe, trying on tailored mesh shirts. Oh. And different kinds of glitter. And for, neon colors, I would assume. Which is very strange because he's trying to pick up a goth girlfriend down. And Lululemon? Down down, right? Probably. But, like, booty shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Good. High-waisted booty shorts. There we go. So, um, I'm going to get up and leave the room. Good luck, you guys. Uh, and let me know when you're done 20 questions, and we'll come uh, we'll come wrap it up. This is one-year anniversary for us. So, thanks, everybody, for sticking with the 53 somewhat regular episodes, the nine Call of Cthulhu episodes, the multiple specials on fiends and, and actual plays, and... That ridiculous Christmas shit that we did. Um, and stay tuned because dropping tomorrow is the beginning of our campaign builder series. As well as, um, well, we've got a whole bunch of stuff cooking in the background as well. So keep your eyes peeled for more announcements. And uh, make sure to check us out at www.itsamimic.com. Until then. Run away, run away, run away. Aggressive. Is there a pen somewhere? Is there like a box somewhere? Crayola. Oh, there's fucking like a fucking Crayola bin <laughs> of child's to- draw toys. Should not have left us alone in here. I know, right? This is going to be very exciting. So who wants to go first? This is going to be well, totally exciting. Well, I guess we roll, roll for, for it. Who first? Sure. All right. I think that's how the podcast works. Is that how it goes? All right. Oh, we can make our own rules. It's I rolled oh, a 20. I rolled a 20. So. A 10 for me. 11. All right. Megan's going first. All right, friendos. So I'm going to roll... 
Do we want to so, just get the cherry out of the way? I was going to say, I think I might roll a cherry just to get most of this table All right, that's the black guy. Let's see what we get. A three. Number three. You rolled it. You read it. What is missing from Dungeons and Dragons? Ooh. You rolled it. You get to go first. Oh, Lord. Um, This is... I don't... Oh. You got something, Dave? Uh, yeah, honestly, the one thing that I find miss, is missing from Dungeons and Dragons most often is we crawl through a lot of dungeons... But I mean, how often do you really fight a dragon? But that's endgame, though. You got Wormlings, you could start early. Yeah, I find it's more like dungeons and kobolds. Yeah. <laughs> They're a kind, they want to be dragons. Also listen to an episode about kobolds. It's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. Actually, I'm playing in a dragon campaign right now. Okay. Well, actually, Dan gave me his dragon campaign. So now I'm trying to figure out how that goes. He literally dropped dragon eggs all over the world. So I've got those in my campaign, but... Well, that's probably why they call it Dungeons and or Dragons. Yeah. It doesn't actually have to be to put together, I guess. Yeah, I like it. All right, all right. I find it's not necessarily missing, but the way that crafting is implemented in D&D, it's one of my favorite things in, like, online MMOs, in I other kind of RPG buddy. games. Oh, yeah. Yay! <laughs> oh, yeah, Megan and I have never met before this very moment, so uh, <laughs> this will be a lot to learn for both of us. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, I really enjoy crafting and the way that it's built in D&D, it feels like it was an oversight. It was just kind of, oh yeah, we should probably put that in there. So do you feel like you should add it to like, if you're like a paladin, you would be an armorer or something like that? Yeah, like I had a cleric who was a dwarf, so obviously he was a blacksmith to begin with, and I really wanted to go down that path, and then he died, so I didn't get to chase it, but... Mm. That was something I intentionally built my character around. That's pretty cool. I was going to say something similar along the lines of like just jobs in general, because I was thinking MMO rules as well. Absolutely. And having just general jobs of like, I am a nurse and Mm -hmm. I actually work at a hospital as opposed to I am just a healer cleric that happens to be in the middle of the woods. It seems like a really good place for me to be. Yeah. Like actually having a purpose and then actually having that as like your, as a part of your background, not necessarily just a history, but you actually have a job that is required and that's where you get your money, etc. So, hmm. and a hierarchy. That would be interesting. Yeah. A chance for promotion. Absolutely. Because nothing says Dungeons and Dragons like real life, right? Oh, yeah. Love to incorporate <laughs> real life. It's definitely not an escape mechanism. It's my favorite. Uh, with, with crafting, I found that normally the reason that we don't do it is it's a lot of one-on-one with the DM trying to make up stuff so it can... Absolutely. It's kind of midweek content, right? You wouldn't want to do it at the table. It's something to keep it interesting in your group chat or whatever you have going on. But the amount of time that it takes... I mean, how often does your party have, you know, six months of downtime for you to craft this magic sword? I don't know. I think it'd be neat to just make a a band of armorers that aren't actually fighters, but they make weaponry. And then you just have to roll that character and then you have to play it not being a fighter and trying to use these weapons. I mean, it's just wonderful axe. Yeah. What do I do now? Right? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how to use it, but here it is. Yeah. I built this and I love it. Yeah. I think you could do a fun short campaign with item gathering, right? (laughs) Resource management. (laughs) Exactly. Absolutely. Who was next? Uh, Dave's Uh, next. I was. I'm going to roll a Dan. A Dan? Dan. That's That's a white white dice. Oh, jeez. Sorry, I only need my... 17. 17. You want to read it there, it How did you get started with D&D? Oh. Uh, I actually think I covered this a little bit a little while ago. Um, I was approached by Adam and Dan and uh, Dan's brother, Sean. Uh, they wanted to sit down and start playing, and we did, and Dan immediately killed everybody <laughs> that was in his party by lighting a bunch of spider webs on fire in the spider cavern that we had just walked into good start fantastic yeah it was great wonderful. intro yeah it was a great great 
At least you learned quick you're not invincible. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) I was introduced by uh, Dan as well, actually. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Yeah, he's discussed this a few times. Uh, We met through church, and there was a few of us that wanted to play. We all knew Dan played, so we said, Dan, get us involved. He set it up, and uh, I've been hooked ever since. I actually learned on Pathfinder. Oh, Dan will talk about Pathfinder Yes, he will, because it was during the heyday of 4th edition, and he would not touch that with a 20-foot pole, never mind a 10-foot Adam so. loves Pathfinder. It's right Adam's here. favorite, yeah. Yeah, I know I've it's his heard. favorite. I've heard him, like, gush about it on yeah. a regular basis. In fact, like, 20-minute conversations. He keeps pushing me to start a Pathfinder 2 campaign for him to join into, but yeah. I keep telling him I just don't have the time. I don't have time for you for that. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Um, my story is not that exciting. Um, I played because my boyfriend played when I was a teenager. And he's like, you should play this game because you play MMOs. You'll yeah. probably enjoy this. And I'm like, sure, why not? And then I tried it, and it was great. But I started on 3.5. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, me as well. Yeah, and then went straight to fourth, and I didn't really like it. And then I kind of took a hiatus break when fourth came out, and then when fifth came out, I came back to it. So. Sounds like a lot of people's stories. <laughs> I never <laughs> dabbled in fourth. Uh, the thing was, was that I, I played with a bunch of different people, and we got so many books. There was so much source material. We had like 17 books or something like that. So it was almost a shame to just forget that stuff and move yeah. on. And then after a little while, uh, Dan gave me a box of about 25 more books. So now we're sitting on like this giant library of everything 3.5. And as infuriating as it is, I just can't, I just can't leave it. Yeah. I always, I I, I do a couple of groups with 5th edition, but I still got my 3.5 people. We still play that. And it's something else. Well, once you find what you like, you kind of stick to it, I yeah. guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, guess. I quickly jumped from Pathfinder to 5th edition. It was just a natural move. And I'm glad. Adam I did. would be proud. Yeah. yeah. I didn't mind Pathfinder, but it was a lot clunkier. And for a new player, 5e was just, you picked it up and it was there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was dead simple. I think it was the first one that I, like, 5th edition was the first one where I was like, I could probably DM this sometime in my life. Otherwise, I was like, this is too complicated and I hate it's it. It's just too much math. Yeah. If I'm you want to sit math. down and do like 1,500 damage in a round, yeah, go have, go for it. But do the math for it, my yeah, friend, though. Right? Yeah. yeah. Get a calculator. Or cool. you can just pare it all down and have it just as easy. All right, next all right. question. I see a red die. I'm going to roll it. That's my favorite color. A three. All right, this is Adam's list. Adam's question. Steampunk in D&D. Yay or nay and way. Apparently you can't spell why. There's an A in there. <laughs> um, I do you want to start? It's your no. Question. Go ahead. You start, you jumped in. Go for it. I am not a fan of steampunk esque things. I just am not. Um, I don't know. I feel like it should be one or the other, and it should not really be combined because there's a gray area on whether things should actually work or not. And that drives me bonkers. I wholeheartedly disagree with you. I know you would. I can look at you in the eyes, and I'm just like, we're going <laughs> to... Uh, I, I Generally, steampunk, the genre, I, I don't care for. It's not really for me. Eberron is pretty steampunky, and I love Eberron. Uh, the idea... And they make it really simple. They take the different elementals and infuse them into these giant constructs. Uh, so you get an air elemental, you put it in, now you've got an airship. Uh, you get a, a lightning elemental, and you get it. You now you have lightning trains, lightning rails, and stuff like that. And it's really cool because now you get your, like, y- you ever have like the high seas adventures where everybody's fighting yeah. along ship to ship, but now you get that in the air. Yeah, there's no water to fall into. If you fall, what you're happens toast. when your ship crashes? Yeah. But what? But just thinking of from a DM perspective, controlling that would be ridiculous. 
Yes and no. Um, oh. It's not that bad. Have you done it before? I have a, lo- a oh. lot. That's oh. pretty much all I used okay, to do. Okay, I'm just defending your lifestyle <laughs> now. <It's better. laughs> well, I mean, I really like the idea of the Warforged, and that's really what got I'm me in. 100% with you on they this, They were Dave. great. The, uh, I had a, a session or a group one time where they didn't know it, and we never got there, but the idea was that they were going to have to go to a Warforged forge and imbue their souls into the Warforged bodies so they could get through the Mornland, which in Eberron is like this uninhabitable land, uh, to get down the Blood Lake in order to do a bunch of stuff. Like, it was... There's a lot of opportunity to kind of think outside of the box. The There's a continent in Eberron called Zendrix, uh, which is very ancient. Think like Mayan ruins and mm-hmm. stuff. It's where the giants used to rule the world, but their civilization has collapsed. And there's these massive monuments to, like, a bygone era. Like, it's just... You lost me about 90 words ago. <laughs> it, it, it's just, it's wonderful. It's, it's just so much more than your typical high fantasy elves and dwarves running around. Yeah. I'm 100% with you on this, Dave. I love Eberron's setting. Warforged, the fact that you can have an alchemist class finally, right? The fact that you can do all these things, you can make your own weapons in this class. Like, this is, I'm not, I'm with you. I'm not big on steampunk as a genre in itself, like Victorian era steampunk. Mm. Not my thing. But when you can mix these magic, flying machines with magic rather than just expecting it oh yeah they put steam in it and it worked no no it worked because of magic okay i can wave that a little better i like get it and warforged love the idea of having a warforged character have you done anything with artificers i have only played with it in character building i have not actually got to put one on the table and i love the idea of it they are infuriating as a dm oh i'm sure they're, they're the worst but you get to get them to uh burn experience to do things and that's always nice to Humble them a little later. <laughs> Assuming you play with Calm experience. It down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hold on. <coughs> Thanks, Sorry. <Dan. laughs> it's my equivalent of Dan's cough. That's right. Um, well, on God that. Damn it, Megan. <laughs> Welcome to my existence. Pick your die. Oh, Lord. Um, I will roll a Dan question. All right. Because I know he put a lot of work into it, so I know he's going to want to hear his questions. That's why I want to ignore them. Yeah, you're just like, F that guy. <laughs> just um, like I do with his campaigns. Oh, Lord. The more work he puts in, I know I'm just going to go the other way. No, you're going to love this question. <laughs> oh, boy. You're locked in a room with Terry. <laughs> and there is a wall of weapons from the PHB behind you. Which would you use to kill him? I feel like a scythe would be very satisfying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel like you can distract him with whips really easy. Mm-hmm. You know, and then... Whips and I'm now imagining like a BDS room, BDSM room, <laughs> yeah. but like... It's for his death. <laughs> Except he's willfully strapped himself down. Yeah, thinking that it's going to be a good it's time, good time, but it's not. Yeah. See, I've never actually met Terry. Okay. Yeah, so funny, the fact. So I don't really bear that much ill will to him, other than the fact that I have to listen to his voice every week. So but, that's uh, enough in that, itself. That's enough in and of itself. Yeah. But Just, I don't know, a flail sounds like a fun option. <laughs> he would like that too much, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, I don't, I don't bear him too much ill will, so I mean, if he enjoys it as he goes out, then good for him. Yeah, good on him. <laughs> Thanks for that, Dan. Ooh. Do you have a choice there, Dave? Jeez. Um, I'll do a Terry. Let's see if he's got a... All right. Terry black dice. black dice. There you go. All right. Seven. What is your favorite PC from a game that you have played in, and why? Ooh. Favorite PC? Yeah, playable character. That, that I've played? Yeah. 
Who's your oh. favorite character you've played? So mine is a Tempest cleric who was unfortunately and unceremoniously killed by Adam in PvP combat. Hmm. Sounds about uh, right. Yeah, doesn't it? He actually betrayed the whole party and killed half of us. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, so that was awesome. Uh, but he was just really cool. This is the character I was talking about earlier that was the... He was started his life as a blacksmith. His father's a blacksmith. Mother was a cleric from the church in their small village. And so he ended up being... I played him almost more like a sorcerer where he just suddenly gained these powers. It wasn't Warlock. He didn't make a deal with the patron. He was definitely a sorcerer. But I really wanted to play with the Tempest Cleric. And so I had him as a cleric. He still prayed to these gods, but all of a sudden these powers just emerged in him of the storm. And he was trying to figure that out all while trying to build this weapon that was built of storm. I'm a big fan of Thorin comic books. So I, I was, was about of, to say, this yeah. is so So I was basically Thor-esque. trying to build Mjolnir. Okay. But without any of the deity ties to the family. I mean, I had a mom who worshipped that god, but that was it. That makes sense. So it was like kind of this weird blend of... I was probably going to eventually multi-class into sorcerer, Storm Sorcerer to justify it, but it was starting with the Tempest Cleric. Definitely my favorite character. Unfortunately, killed off too soon. It's always the case with the ones you like, right? They yeah. always die off before your big plan actually comes to fruition, right? Yeah. But what about you? What, what, what did you like? Um, so mine's actually not from D&D. Mine's from L5R, uh, Legend of the Five Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very based on there is magic, there is fighting, and then there is diplomat. That is basically the three main classes. So I played a character that was wanting to grow up to be a fighter, but based on her family and her background was forced to be a magic user. Mm-hmm. But she really wants to be a fighter, so she constantly tries to use weapons. But that game's very based around having issues with your character, like things that actually cause you negative points. Yeah. And so for her, she actually had the clumsy issue. So anytime she tried to use a weapon, it was hard for her to actually use it. That's fantastic. So she would actually go into battle thinking she can do all these things, but she actually can't. So that was fun to role play, not only in the game, but also when in battle. I love Because you kind of had to balance the flaw along with actually being successful at what you're trying to do. But she actually had a success story because at the end she actually became... the head of her clan at the end of it. But that was after I finished playing. After I finished mm. playing, he kind of... Wrote it The in. DM wrote it in that she was now the head of her clan, etc. So, yeah. but yeah, she was my favorite because just the role-playing aspect of it. Fair That's not fun. Uh, I'm going to go back to Eberron here. My mm-hmm. Warforged <laughs> juggernaut, his uh, name was Search. He was searching for a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had been enlisted in the previous war and the war had ended. And he was just searching for his purpose, searching for his name. Uh, and then he ended up coming across a docent, which is a little ball. I think of it as like a yeah. memory card that goes into the chest. And uh, he got a second personality that was a Warforged named Grinder. And Grinder was number seven, the seventh original Warforged. Mm. Uh, he was buddies with the Lord of Blades, who was like the, you know, big Warforged guy. Yeah. And uh, it, it was interesting. In fact, I believe the last time I played him was like 10 years ago, but I still have that character sheet. That's awesome. Right at the front of my binder. You know, I, I always, I look at him every so often. Ah, uh, uh, Grinder. Search? Grinder? I, I don't know. Sorry, you're searching Grinder, did I hear? I was going to say, I was like, are you on the app or not? This was before <laughs> that, I swear. <laughs> I was like, that just leaves a lot of room for Yeah. Uh, I said it and I knew it. Yeah. And, it, and uh, damn it. 
You're lucky it's the two of us here. It could have gone a lot worse. Yeah, at least it wasn't Terry. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, let's pray where Terry is right now. On there, yeah. yeah. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me at all. Looking for his nice cute goth boy. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I think I'm also going to roll on the Terry table. Oh, no. Because we're all gluttons for I like punishment. how we all said that we were going to avoid it and reach the one we're rolling. Let's get it out of the way, I guess, eh? Yeah. Number 12. What D&D skill are you most proficient at? I assume this means you as a person, not using at the table, but personally in your real life. Oh my god. What D&D skill are you most proficient at? Uh, probably not perception. <laughs> no, that is 100% <laughs> not me either. I would say mine is deception. I know that sounds really weird, but I work in an industry where I have to be happy all the time. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> That's totally fair. Yeah. Investigation, I think, for me. Yeah. I really like to look into things, dig through things, go through books. My job requires a lot of manual reading. There you go. A lot of, you know, problem solving, things like that. So investigation is my day-to-day. It's like a lot of practice in it. You know, I, I, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Sleight of hand. I've been stealing stuff from you guys this whole time. I knew it. Oh, I <laughs> did my wallet go? <laughs> I, was, I knew I had more coffee than when I came in here than I do now. It's a weird one to pick to steal, but... You know what? Sometimes people just need their caffeine kick, okay? Always. Always, always. That one was easy. Megan. Um, you got a list? I'll Who do, do you want? I'll do an Adam table. Adam table. Number one. Uno. This is probably going to be the worst question. It's a fumble question, isn't it? <laughs> no, I'm very excited about this one. Oh, good. Just to hear what you both have to say. Um, and I'm going to say we have to answer this one just because I really enjoy it. Oh, what is the sexiest playable race in D&D and why? Sexiest playable race. Yeah. Ooh. I could give a joke answer and just say dwarves. Nothing like a woman with a nice Well, I know that beard. Dad would say gnomes, like in a Well, heartbeat. that's... You haven't seen his bedroom. I'm pretty sure he's got a whole collection of them up on, oh, yes. on the headboard. Absolutely. I believe it. Um... Yeah, doors with a nice thick beard. That's yeah. No, oh, the shifters. They uh, they can be whatever you want them to be. I mean, warforged. They're made of wood. Oh baby, oh my. Uh, I don't know what I would go for. I haven't put a lot of thought into that. I feel like elves probably they're the most elegant, at least on the female side. I wouldn't say. Yeah, I mean they're they're generally portrayed right. I mean, look at Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Legolas is really, yeah. Well, I mean, he's a very pretty man. (laughs) There you go. Um, I was going to give a dumb answer and just say tieflings because they're always horny. (laughs) People seem to really have hard-ons for tieflings. I love tieflings. I would... uh... Blue tieflings, right? Because that's definitely in the player's handbook. (laughs) You feel sarcastic about that. (laughs) Blue and purple tieflings, right? They can be whatever color you want them to be. Who hurt you? (laughs) Probably a tiefling. I knew it. <laughs> I, like that. I felt like that was more of a Terry question, but I'll accept it from Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anyone have any real answers, though? Are there any really sexy... If you were to... I guess they just talked in the last mailbag about creating a sexy character. Oh, so if you were creating that sexy character, who are you going with? I like well, Asimar as well. I feel like they have that heavenly beauty. I feel like you could play that out. Angels. Angels. I would, I would love to play like just a really, really fat. Oh, Asimar. you for sure could. For sure could. It would be fantastic. Because the wings bust out. Just like these tiny wings, large well, body. Just like fat Thor from Endgame. Yes. <laughs> Wearing a wife beater. Yeah, that's know. right. <laughs> just hot dog staying down the center ketchup. Playing Monster Fortnite, hand in his pants, beer in hand. Just taking a nap. 
I like yeah. how this turned into like the least sexy character. <laughs> <I think. laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. Um, all right, all right your turn, your, right. What do you want? Uh, let's do a Dan. A Dan, the white die. 18. 18. Suddenly, there are two new breath attacks that Wizards of the Coast is considering publishing, and you get to choose which one they are going to officially add. Do you choose the breath weapon that turns people to clay for a week if they fail their save, or the breath weapon that makes people smell like Axe body spray and skunk bladders for a week? Oh. That's awfully specific. He, he said clay. I was like, no, not that one. And then he gave the second one. I'm like, never mind. It's the clay. It's 100% the clay. <laughs> I don't know. I like the idea of just having a really nasty ass smell. I, I feel like the D&D world already smells like Axe body spray and skunk bladder. Yeah. You know, so I don't think it's that, that big of a stretch. If you yep. really want to screw with your character. It's like medieval times, right? You don't bathe that often, so you cover it up with the perfume if you can afford it. And yes, medieval. It's the yes. mix of both. I would agree with the breath attack of the clay one if you can mold their body before they come back to life. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to remold something. Ooh, I do like that. Yeah. That's how you get Or just shatter angel. it entirely. Yeah, that's how you get your right. fat angel. Be like, I hate this guy. He's too full of himself. Let's make him fat. <laughs> be fantastic. Does that take a hit to your charisma stat if you get reformed? <laughs> no, you keep the same charisma stat for some reason. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So we're all yeah, two I, for clay, one for axe body spray and skunk. <laughs> man, could you imagine the guy who's got the breath weapon of axe body spray and skunk? I, oh, like I don't think I'd ever want to. Spray. No, you wouldn't go anywhere near that. But that's no. what I mean. If you just wanted people to go away from you, that's when you spray it on yourself. Yeah. And you're just like, yep, no one touches me now. <laughs> Could you imagine what the... If it's that was a like magical circle. I just drop it around. <laughs> I was going to say, if it's no a dragon's breath attack, imagine what the regional effect for that dragon would be. <laughs> Anyone within 10 feet of you gets uh, two necrotic damage every round. And gets sent back to puberty for the axe body spray. It smells like a bunch of dude bros in <laughs> oh. here. Uh, no, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with the clay. <laughs> yeah, I think me as well. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I've got the atom table in front of me, so I'm going to go with the atom table. 18. What homebrew monster can you create on the spot right now? Oh, a large clay angel. Fallen <laughs> <laughs> angel, one Damn wing. It. <laughs> Smells like axe body spray and skunk bladder. I feel like that That's just fantastic. created itself. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I actually have never done homebrew for a monster... Even for campaigns, I tend to just pull from the regular books because I'm not that experienced or creative. So Yeah, I, I tend to just kind of take what's there, and then when my players throw a curveball at me, I just, oh, he has this power now, and just, you know, DM <laughs> magic my way through it. Huh. But, I mean, homebrew, I don't really... I mean, I'd like to create something almost like a more... Worm, like a wormling... But with more power, I like the idea of having lots of little wormling dragons to surround the region of a bigger dragon. I know dragons tend to live in isolation, mm -hmm. but I like the idea of a dragon that actually just uses minion wormlings as their kind of main weapon. Yeah, you kind of got to get through the swarm of... Exactly, say, yeah. Imagining like a swarm that just like moves together. Exactly. Yeah. That would be kind of... That's something I'd like to create is just like a, even a CR two or three... But just a whole bunch of little swarms. I would just like to do a campaign where I just create monsters out of Pokemon. Ooh. 
Just like pick like stupid Pokemon and there must be a Pokemon RPG. I would imagine based on a D twenty system, right? It wouldn't be hard to do. No, no, but like turn them all into like gross, evil, gross things as opposed to cute, tiny little pocket monsters. I mean, Thunder Wave is a spell, isn't it? It's true. (laughs) But you can root Thunderbolt. Yeah, (laughs) flamethrower. Well, I guess that's yeah, yeah. I don't know. Take something you love and destroy it. That's what D and D is all about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I think we did do great, but we we did it. Let's move on. We're not very, I don't want to go back creative. to that. <laughs> Some sort. There's of... a reason I don't DM much. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. I'm going to roll on. I'll do a Terry one. Oh. Welcome to like, the danger I feel zone. Like his have been more tame than the other ones at this point. To so be honest, far. probably because he wrote it at the last minute and didn't think it through. <laughs> Oh, what's your favorite kind of dragon and why? Ooh. My answer is black dragons. Yeah. I love them. We did an episode on them. I was a part of it. I think mm-hmm. it's probably why I'm a little biased. Um, no, I just love the fact that they're like the emo kid of the dragon family. And hmm. uh, I definitely resonate with that. So. Yeah. Um, what about on the metallic side? I'm probably silver, which is the exact opposite. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> weirdly enough, like as like. I like playing lawful good characters, weirdly, mm-hmm. so... I do. I like putting myself in that corner as well. A lot of my characters will be lawful good. Yeah. Because I like to work within that limit of yeah. chaotic good. Absolutely. Yeah. Or lawful good, rather. Uh, it's not in the monster manual, but a pink dragon. You know what a pink dragon is? I do not. Please Sounds like a describe. drink you get at one of Terry's bars. It's uh, uh, yeah, Sounds like it's, a shot. Yeah. When a red dragon and a white dragon get together, they make a pink dragon. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's homebrewy. It's right from 3.5. Maybe not officially, but um, it's kind of the best of both worlds. It's got fire. It's got cold. Mm-hmm. It's immune to fire. It's immune to cold. If you want to kill your party... You use a pink dragon? You use a pink dragon. There's not much they can do about it. Hmm. And uh, I'm all about screwing with them because that's what they do to me. That's fantastic. It hurts my feelings. Does it look very warm and welcoming? And that's, or is it like it could creepy and haunting and yet just pink colored, <laughs> big and melting like angry skin, but it's and, pink, yeah. <laughs> somewhat fluffy. Yes, yeah. I like my dragons. <laughs> dragons I like my dragons are... intelligent, yeah. so I'm gonna go like kind of in the green dragon direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never really DM'd them, but I like I like the intelligent dragon. I like the one that's planning. I like the one that's got a way to, it's gotten, it's gotten out for every situation. I don't yep. like my dragons super hyper aggressive. I like them to be plotting. I like them because pa- I think players, especially new players are expecting dragons to just be these big monsters that are yeah, imposing. When you, when you say dragon, I think most people go to a red dragon. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. They just picture this thing that's just out to kill and steal gold. But I like the fact that. A lot of people will be thrown off by the fact that, oh, this dragon actually is outthinking us. It's four steps ahead of us. We have to actually plan a plan of attack rather than just throw ourselves at it and hope the spells are enough. They have a lot of really cool environmental They really do. Too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Next to them is blue. I really love lightning spells. Like, all of the lightning classes. I feel like you like Thor. I, I'm yes, just taking a step Very much so. <laughs> Funny enough, not my favorite Marvel <laughs> character, but when it comes to making something around it, I'm a big Captain America fan, but he doesn't translate well to the tabletop. Thor, however, translates right through. Well, because he's elemental. There's not yeah, really a whole hell of a lot exactly. to him. Yeah. And the power of lightning. I've always loved storms, thunder, lightning. I feel like Captain America would be like a paladin. Like, yeah. let's be real. He wouldn't be much fun to play. No. Anyways, we segued a little bit on that one. Yeah, well, As we tend to. That's all right. <laughs> uh, Whose role is it? Uh, uh, it's, it's me. No, 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 yeah, Dave's turn. Let's go with it. Sorry. Let's go with Adam. Let's go with Adam. Adam. 
There it is. All right. Red one. 20! What's the rule you always get wrong? All grapple. Of them? Oh, grapple. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I don't... I hate it. I hate that the grapple and, like, being prone and all that crap is all, like, the same but not the same. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. I just hate it. I always get it wrong. I'm like, what do I can and can I do again when I'm in the... And I get hugged a lot in the game, mm. which is weird, so... You're just a, you just look like a huggable person. I'm really not in real life, though. <laughs> I think that one of the things 5th Edition did well was fix the grapple rules. Not for me. <laughs> I think it works a lot better than in previous editions, where you have to roll to beat their touch AC with your grapple modifier, and then once you do it... See, I'm going to get it wrong explaining Yeah, it. yeah. You know, you have to do opposing strength checks, and then you have control of the grapple, and then the other person on their turn wants to get control of the grapple, so then they have to roll this, and it's just... Stupid. I just, I just, I just want a hug. <laughs> you know, like, why are you going to make it so just, complicated? Yeah, just right? think of it logically. Why are you going to go and think things so complicated? Because <laughs> I, I think with grapple, you can still do an action, can't you? Or one of them, one of them is you can, one of them you can't. Yeah, I can't. See? I don't know. <laughs> Grapple. Yeah. Grapple. That's kind of like me and blinded. It doesn't do what I think it should. I feel like you should basically not be able to do anything when you're blind. Everything should be at disadvantage, and you shouldn't even be able to make... Like, aside from swinging your sword and hoping that you hit something. But there, it's actually not that bad to be blinded. I remember reading the rules, and it just... I always get it wrong, because I feel like you shouldn't be able to do anything. Yeah, you're like, I'm blind. Of course Yeah, I of course I can't do anything. Do anything but yeah. you actually can do quite a bit. I think you can still make an investigation check while you're blind. Well, I mean, you've got I your hands. Kinda, I guess. You've got but, your mitts yeah. that you can just feel around with. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a dangerous game, but <laughs> <laughs> some people like to play it. I don't know. <laughs> what does this do? Oh, there's, there goes a finger. Right? Is, your, yeah. is yours also? Uh, that's grapple? what I was going to go with. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I got nothing else. Yeah, grapples. Grapples suck. I get. It, I have to pull out the book every time it comes up. Yeah. Actually, no. I mo- usually just look at Dan and say, "Dan, yeah. what's the rule for grapple?" And then he pulls out the book. <laughs> I get hugged a lot, and then I just or look up and like, "Can someone remind me what I can and can't do?" Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I think the one thing that most people struggle with is all the additional combat maneuvers, and mm-hmm. what they are, and how they work, and. And that kind of thing. Which is weird, because I find with 5th, it, it's like the easiest process. You yeah. move, you action, and yet it's There's really so many things you can do with that action, though. Yeah, and that's what makes it complicated, is that action is such a broad word that you can pretty much do a thousand and different things. It feels like everybody has a bonus action now in 5th edition as well. Mm-hmm. Like, so to keep them all straight, there's always something you can do with your bonus action. And so when you don't have something, you're sitting there, you're like, I know I can do something. Yeah. So you've got a class that doesn't have a bonus action feature. It's a surprise. But yeah. I find most people will start looking at, well, what spell-like abilities do I have? And yeah. What, you know, what are, what's my trick? They never think about the combat maneuver. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. All right. I'm going to roll on the Dan table. Where's that one? I haven't rolled on hands yet. White die. Let's see what we get. Three. What about D&D do you like above other board slash video games? Ooh. I like how relaxed it is. Mm. You know, there's no, you have to do this and you have to do that. You can really just do whatever, whenever, with whoever. You yeah. know, and it's just, it's... As long as they're willing. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's... Like, consent. Consent, consent is sexy, okay? Um, but I, I would kind of agree. I'm along the same lines, but it's more of like it's... Um, I, I lost my train of thought, so you can go. That's okay. I, I like that it's responsive to you. 
yeah. right? Video games, other board games, you're playing by their rules. You have to take the actions that they set out before you. And like in a video game, even in an RPG, you have to go these directions. There's set quests. So it doesn't always feel like the actions you take are impacting the world. Mm. It feels like the world is impacting you. Mm-hmm. Whereas D&D is really the only one where, especially if you have a good DM, the world reacts to what you do. Yeah, The world's always going on in the background, but the things that you do have an impact. And I don't, I've never really felt that with the video game, right? It's true. Because at the end of the day, because my, my comment, I remember it now, was going to be <laughs> um, along the lines that you can, you get out of D&D what you put into it. Yes. So if you put in your backstory, if you put in the time to research the puzzles, yeah. if you put in your time, you're going to get a heck of a lot more out of it than if, but if you are a player that just wants to sit there, enjoy the show, enjoy the story, you can do that as well. You can be Absolutely. any kind of level yeah. of mentality of gameplay and it works for pretty much everyone. Whereas in a video game, like MMOs, you yeah. have a role, you play it, you, you play do it. it. If you don't do it, you're fucked. You yeah. Yell Everybody at. yells at you. They you're tell you you're like, the worst. Sorry. Tell you to go kill yourself. And yeah, then yeah, it's kick just terrible because yeah. esports are great. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I think it's any level of player can play it, and absolutely, yeah, that's definitely evident in our group. Uh, there's a lot of people that are in our group right now that basically sit there and they just want everything to go on, and then when combat comes, they'll roll their dice or do their things. But social, they don't want any bit of it. And then there's the other guys who take the like the social bit comes in, and they, that's where they come alive, and they'll have fun in combat, but. Everybody gets to play the same game around the same table. We can all discuss it afterwards, and everybody has their own favorite part. Like a piece that they enjoy more yeah. than another piece. Yeah. Like I know for a fact, Dan just likes going home and doing all of his research just to to min max his over. next character. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the rest of us are just like, "What happened last session?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was even there. You were there. You were I, critical. Was I there that day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were there. <laughs> Remember, you did this, this, this. Yeah. Yeah. You did it right. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. All right, Megan. Who's is it list? me? You're up. Um, all right. I feel like we've, um, who have we done the least here? I don't want to say this out loud, but it's Terry. So. Oh. <laughs> Someone right. tells me Terry's not usually the one who's done the least. Oh, baby. All right. Seven. Oh, we oh, did that one already. We, did we didn't already. check it off. Okay, we did it already. Okay, <laughs> so roll again. Fifteen. Fifteen. That's my lucky number. Excellent. Um... Oh, cool. If you had to choose a D&D god to follow in real life, who would you choose? Ooh. T-Mat. <laughs> T-Mat, oh boy. <laughs> oh, hitting hard out the gate. Yeah. Yikes. I'd definitely be a worshiper of T-Mat. Absolutely. Huh. I don't know. Just uh, just like the vibe. Mm. I'm all about it. I've never really paid that much attention to the deities in yeah. D&D. It wasn't something... like I like to. Pl- Funny enough, I love to play Carol Eric's. Don't really care about who the deity is. It's more what they stand for. And I'll just go through the list, pull one. I don't even remember their names. Oh, I made up a random one in our yeah. campaign because I didn't think it would ever come up. And apparently the whole campaign was about gods. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's fantastic. I was just like, I'm just going to pick this random god that, my god that just fits into what my character is. And then hopefully uh, Something it'll comes never out. come up. Actually, even with my cleric that I created that I was talking about, I told Dan what I want to be, and then I told him, you tell me what deity exists in the world, and I'll just show yeah, you Yeah, you basically say these are the... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I couldn't even name you the deities of the Forgotten Realms. Dude, I could not name all of them. So. Okay. Oh, yeah, not even close. I, I'm... You're not Dan. No. Yeah. Nerd. <laughs> uh, I'm currently playing a paladin who's using Heronius yeah. as his god, and he's annoying. <laughs> so, I mean, probably not that one. But uh, they talk about the old ones, yeah. which I like to think of as the Cthulhu mythos, mm. yeah. which there's a lot of really neat 
ones in there. Go back and listen to all those episodes. (laughs) Again, yeah, it's a lot. Are you having flashbacks of the time that you killed Gertie? Yes. Yeah. Still makes me smile. I was you bitch. I, I should have. Just killed Adam and Terry. You really should have. They were walking along with the barrel and then killed you. And then Charity would have been like, oh no, what do I do with all my money? Yeah. And then kill her, take her money, and win. For anyone yeah. who hasn't right. watched it, you should watch it. And watch, watch it and, and listen, listen to it. Yeah. With your ear watch holes. Watch it with your ear holes. Yeah. <laughs> so would yeah. you pick that deity to follow then in real life? Or uh, would you go somewhere in a different direction? I, I don't know. I'm not... You're like, yeah, sure, yeah, why yeah, not? Yeah. Cool. I go for it. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, if you guys could, would you go more the lawful good side of deities, or would you go more the... I would definitely be on the good side. Lawful, lawful maybe not, maybe not <laughs> but neutral good, maybe. Something that has soft. a little bit... <laughs> yeah. I stick to who I am. <laughs> I was raised going to church. I, it's, it's built into me. I can't help it. Oh, I guess. It's my own fault. All right. I can accept that, I guess. All right. What do you want, Dave? Terry, Dan, Adam. I've got Adam All in right. front of me still here. Ten. Ten. How do you feel about playing D&D online? What are some pros and cons when compared to playing live with other people? I've never played D&D online. Me neither. I've not played it online, but I know a lot of people that have. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like D- D&D online is just your standard stat-based... Yeah. RPG, right? Like it's hmm. some but of them are fun, some of them are not. I feel like the benefit of doing it online though is because I am in a lot of groups that talk about the fact that they can't find people to play with yeah. in their area, or they can't find a group that they mesh with very well, or they tried D and D and it was terrible. So they really need to experiment and find different groups of people to play the yeah. style that they want to play. And with online, you can literally play a game. There's barely any commitment to it. Yeah. Try it out, see how it goes. And then if it sticks, it sticks. But if it doesn't, you can move on to the next group. So you can really actually find a group of people that you mesh with. I feel that's good. And also the terrible part about online is it's really easy to be flaky. Yeah. Not that, mind you, every group I've had in person has also been incredibly flaky. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it's... I do feel like if you're at the point where you want to play online, though, you're at the point where you're like, I need to I find need somebody. some people to play I've with. actually considered it a couple times just because our group we're all, most of us are dads and we only have one day a month where we can get together and often that day doesn't line up. Yeah. And so I've considered doing that. I actually had a job previously where I traveled a lot mm-hmm. and the D&D online stuff just wasn't there yet. Yeah. So I would have loved to have had that then because then I could have still organized the group. Everyone else could have gotten together around one screen. I could have DM'd from across the country yeah. and we could have still made it work. So I think there's definitely benefits to it. I actually use uh, Roll20 at our local table. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm used to the tool. It works great. I've just never done it with the screen interface. Yeah. The fact we've done it once in a game where we had a player who was sick and couldn't show up, but it was like one of those games where like, you, you need, you need to show up. Yeah. So we did a Skype in mm. where we had like a camera mm-hmm. on like the, the table and like she was there and like she had a little camera on her dice rolls and everything. Uh, it sucked. Yeah. Never use Skype. <laughs> I never hate Skype. But um, no, I'm a part of um, a girl gaming Facebook for tabletop called Dames of D&D. Give you a bit of a shout out. Um, but they do a lot of postings of like, hey, we're doing a game online at this time. Message if you want to be a part of it. And just so that you can try out different groups of people and all that kind of stuff just yeah. to get more people more involved in it. It's also a good place to start learning how to play D&D because you're sitting in front of the internet. Yeah. So if it's your first time playing and something's coming up and you're waiting for your turn, you can quickly Google things. Yeah. 
as opposed to like trying to flip through the player handbook while you're waiting for your turn, right? So I feel like there are some benefits to new players. People are trying to find groups. But for me personally, when it comes to D&D, I like being face to face. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to kill your character, I want to watch your face in person and watch you cry. I don't want to let you have the ability to turn your camera off. I would like to see it. That's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, me as well. I, I don't even particularly care for... All of these apps and like the people that come to D and D and bust out their laptop and everything. Like, yeah, there's a place for it, obviously. But I'm a, I, I like pen and paper. That's what it was designed to be—a pen and paper game with a map on the table or on the wall you draw on or whatever. Uh, I like to get my information from the books. It's right there. It's right in front of me. Uh, as a DM, it always drove me nuts when people would open up their laptop because when I'd walk around the other side to the kitchen to go get a drink. I'd see that they've got their Facebook open or something else. It's just there's too many distractions. True enough. Um, yeah. As as a player, I'm with you. I I actually I do use D and D Beyond for building characters, but sure. I prefer pen and paper as a player. Yeah. As a DM, I would die if I did not have a laptop and everything there. I can't. I'm not familiar enough with the books to flip through them. But the fact that everything is at a search at my fingertips is fantastic. Yeah, it makes sense. And also, I don't want to buy all the resources twice. I started with D and D Beyond, so now to buy a physical copy as well and spend double the price for all the books ridiculous. i just i'm just in someone's campaign where he bought all the books i'm that guy yeah. in our campaign and yeah, so on D beyond i was like can i just be a part of one of your campaigns so i have access to everything that Actually, you have access to fantastic Dan's all of my not here let's go through his book yeah that's right <laughs> you want to tear a page out and uh <laughs> this is stuff apart. remove the gnome section we respect you can you just remove the gnome page <laughs> he's got that memorized you can remove it and it wouldn't make a difference yeah, just remove rogues. Remove. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Everything he loves. Yeah. All right, next one. I'm going to roll on the Dan table. Seven. Do you have a homebrew campaign either on the go or in the building stages? What is it or what will it be? Um, I can start on this one. Please so do. I've never officially DM'd a group um, for an extended period of time or anything like that. But I did homebrew. My first homebrew was a very sad story. Uh, my first time DMing, it was going to be a Norse mythology-based 5th edition campaign. Um, I was very excited about. I built all my clans, had everything going on. Like, I just built this world in my head, and it was so great. I was very excited. Had players that were interested in playing, so I started helping them build their characters. And then it just completely fell through because one player pissed me off. And it just turned me sour. And then I was like, I can't do this then. Like, I gave up and I said, I can't do it for this group. Like, it just wasn't the right group for me to try for my first time. Um, In a large campaign setting, anyways. Uh, The right people is very important. Yeah. And so it it made me really sad. So I have this whole world built that I would like to, at one point in my life, like, explore. But I just haven't really found the right group to test it. Do you want to flush it out a little bit without spoiling it? Um... I guess, maybe. So, like, the whole concept that I started building was that it was going to be a, like, an enclave battle. Okay. Between the different, like, Norse clans Mm -hmm. following different Norse gods that had, like, champions. And each character was to play a specific champion. And the start of the campaign was going to be this enclave. Nice. Um, So, I basically just picked different Norse gods. And they were actually tied to different Genasi elementals. Very cool. So, um, depending on the Norse god I chose, of course, it was Thor. You know, whatever. Right up my alley. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> would you like to play in a I would lo- campaign? What do you think? <laughs> 100%. But that was where I was supposed to start. And then if people enjoyed it and I enjoyed playing with them, it was going to move right. on to something larger. But it just stopped right before it started. 
So it's just sitting there. I have my battle map and everything drawn, ready to go. But well, give me a call. I'll let you know. <laughs> now that I know you're all like, yeah, that's the war. <laughs> we'll just take over the basement again one that's day right. when they're not around. Or when they are. We'll just bust in through yeah. the garage I don't think door. Dan cares if, if he's home. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure his wife would like to play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shannon would love to play D&D. Get the kids down. That's yeah. right. Dice bloodbath battle. Great. Perfect. Make it as gory as possible. That's my dream. Excellent. What about you guys? Well, I inherited Dan's homebrew. Oh, good. As has been discussed many times. Is it a world of gnomes? It is. No. I don't think there's even one gnome, believe it or not. I don't believe it. But anyways, I basically... He, by inherited... You know how Dan DMs. By inheriting his homebrew, it just means that... All the thoughts that were in his brain were not written down. He mumbled a couple of them to me and said, good luck. Mm-hmm. So now I'm trying to build this homebrew around a bunch of dragon eggs that fell onto the earth. And somehow they're supposed to tie to something. And it's up to me to put the rest of the pieces together. So as a player, I know as much as the players know. And then I'm writing the rest. Oh. And it is a challenge to say the least. Well, that's interesting. I ended up pulling in a little bit of Horde of the Dragon Queen in just to try and get me somewhere to start while I flush it out. But mm. So mm. there are other people actually playing in it right now? Uh, depends on when you last time we played was November, but yes, mm. <laughs> not actively. We're that it's that group that meets once a month if we can all get together. Yeah, like we're not gonna get together again in January. I've organized a day where we can do a one shot because I left on a massive cliffhanger. Yeah, and unless I can get the right players together, I just can't pick it back up. Mm. And the player I need really need to be there's out of town, so we're very casual. <laughs> it's very cash. <laughs> it's very upsetting. Uh, I'm not DMing anything right now for the first time in like. Forever. Mm. And I love it. It's great. Uh, but I did do one one time where it was, surprise, surprise, in Eberron. Mm-hmm. And I have never to... heard of this. Can oh. you please explain this to me? What is Eberron? <laughs> Be careful. Please don't. Okay. <laughs> Again, lost me after the first five words. <laughs> uh, the uh, the idea was that they had to go over to the, the old continent, Zendrix, and, you know, it was like I mentioned earlier, it's in the old giant's realm, and they had to go and find the essence of all the giants, and try to bring life back into that continent. It was mm. it was neat. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I did a lot of things poorly as a DM in that, and it just didn't work out, and I hadn't really thought a lot of it through. But isn't, isn't that what DMing is, though? Like, not thinking things fully through, feeling unconfident. And could That's it be been my experience because it was a steampunk-based world? No, I just... I didn't... <laughs> I, was, I was trying to pull from different things too much and it just made it less interactive and more cutsceney. You know, you know what I mean? Like there, there wasn't as much opportunity for them. I, I was really railroading them hard. Mm. Oh, because you it wanted just, it to go a certain way. Yeah, and yeah. It, just, it didn't work out and it was probably one of the worst campaigns I ever DM'd, but it was a lot of fun. I had great ideas. Yeah, you're just like, it was great for me. It sucked for my players, but it was wonderful for yeah, me. Yeah, it was yeah. a great story. That's yeah. awesome. I feel like I wrote a really good novel, a novel, yeah. a novella. <laughs> and no one will ever read it. <laughs> yeah. It's just in my brain, shall we say. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Cool. Next question. I believe it is your is turn, it me? Megan. Is it me? One, two, three, four, five. We're 15, I think. Eight, nine, I, accidentally, seeing, I accidentally crossed off an extra one. I'm seeing one, so. who we have the most We're of. pretty even, actually. We've done a pretty we good job across the board. So pick your favorite even. person. Oh, Lord. Please do not tell me to do that. <laughs> pick your least favorite person. Oh, okay. Uh, no, because I don't want to do that either. Um, yeah, there's three Terry's in a row. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he doesn't listen to this anyways, does he? I will say I will roll Dan just because, again, I feel like he put a lot of thought into his questions and I, they make me nervous because they're really long to read. Um, seven. Seven. We already did? Yes, we did. 
18. We already did. did. Oh, shit. <laughs> 10. Ten. We are. Oh, my we... God. I'm on number four. <laughs> Two. Two okay. We did not do. What is your favorite dice set and why? Ooh. I could start this one, but I feel like I've started I've, every single I've one. I've got a set of blue metallic dice that I got that I absolutely love. Yeah. They're just a silver border and blue on the inside with silver lettering. I, I love metal dice. Okay. I like the heft and the feel of them. They're well crafted. Everything, all the other dice I have are either like cheap Chessex sets that were just picked up at a game store, or I've got this massive bag of holding set of dice that I got off Amazon. It's like sixty sets of dice or something ridiculous. Yeah. And they're just there's nothing special about them. But did you did you buy them yourself? Or the metal dice I did buy myself. Yeah. You're like I like these. They were my I first when them. I really got into it and I realized oh I actually want to own a good set of dice. That was the first set that I bought. Oh, okay. And I like it. So, yeah. What about you? I don't know. I, over the years, my dice have just kind of come and gone and have now been put into the giant bag of dice. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of grab them and go. Uh, I have a couple of sets that I currently use. I've got some black and gold ones. Uh, I'm a big football fan, and I mm-hmm. like the Steelers. Ooh. They're black and gold, so I really like my black and gold dice. Yeah. Go in, sports. In fact, my dice box has the Steelers logo inside. Wow. Oh, my God. It's it's a little much, honestly. <laughs> but uh, I did recently get a set of these really neat white and blue dice with red lettering, and mm. I got them for Christmas, so I've used them twice now. And mixed results, but yeah. I think they're probably the, the nicest color pattern. Nice. But... I like yeah. it. I always like yeah. to pick my dice to match my character, too, if I can. Yeah. yeah. Try and pick something that matches the, the personality. I'll try and buy That's why it. I bought that big bag, so I had a little, a little wiggle work room, with. yeah. Yeah, a little wiggle room. Um, I was actually recently gifted for Christmas from my partner. Um, he got me a set of amethyst dice. Ooh. So, came in a nice little, cute little box, and they were just all, like, carved out of amethyst. Yeah. And they're, wow. I'm so scared to use them, because I'm scared they're going to shatter. Because amethyst isn't the strongest mm-hmm. stone. Is it coated in something? I don't know. So I'm just, just, I'm just like, these are just going to be on display <laughs> they're pretty, in they're my pretty home. Looking dice. Uh, and the first time I rolled it, it was like a four. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Mm. And he looked at me and he's like, no, you have to re-actually roll it. Because I was so scared. Yeah, you just got like, dropped it out of your hand. Like, dumped it on the table. And he's like, that's not a roll. And I'm like, but I'm going to break it. <laughs> so, but no, that's definitely my favorite like set. But yeah. when it comes to set to use, uh, it's random. I'll rotate mm. through my d20s until like if it fails me i toss it oh, and then just yeah. rotate through like out of superstition or just just out of can you get out of my life yeah yeah <laughs> just anger at the dice i'm done with you yeah be gone one of the sessions i play in um one of the players charlie is a really crafty person and he made a dice jail out of popsicle sticks mm-hmm. so when uh. your die fails you you just like throw it in jail yeah and you let it sit there let it think about what it's done <laughs> and uh you know when it your next one fails, you swap them and keep going. So, yeah. yeah. Our group is recently gifted from our amazing DM, Adam. <laughs> just this is a different one, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah it can't be the same Adam. Adam. <laughs> Not, it's a very different Adam. Um, a bunch of uh, little dice jails for our dice. Yeah. So now they'll sit at our table so we can nice. be angry at our D20s and toss them in there. So Are they little wooden chests? They are little wooden chests. With colorful gems glued to the top no that's a different one okay that's just a chest okay all right. this is different all this right. is a jail okay like it's got a grating on the top and everything oh nice, nice. yeah like very 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 well purchased from michaels <laughs> <laughs> thank you michaels nice that's awesome great all right dave you're uh, up i don't think i've had a terry question at all Ooh. all right all right brave man <sighs> i don't know terry's been very tame he has been it's almost like he wrote these at the last minute or something. 
Wouldn't have guessed it. What's, what's more attractive on a manly oh, man? No. A full beard or a full head of hair? I feel like Terry really wants to know because <laughs> he can't grow the beard and I he's know. got the hair. Yeah, I feel it's really So I'm going to go with not the hair. Yeah. <laughs> I want you guys to answer first. As, a, uh, as someone who cannot grow facial hair, I think it's envy, so I'm going to say the beard. Yeah, you're I like, wish I could grow a nice full beard, but I cannot. I've got a full set of hair. Yeah. It's fine. It doesn't do much. It's not endearment. You're yeah. just like, bitch, I wish it I does, could grow that. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. help me. But the beard, I feel like I'd be a lot better looking if I could grow a beard and hide some of this baby face. Mm. Uh, well, I have a beard, yeah. and I don't have a lot of hair, and I feel that that probably means that it's the full head of hair. Mm. Do you want like a luscious, like, locks? Thor like, type? I, I've, Terry I've hair? Here, I've had the long hair, and it's just, it's not good. No? No. My long hair is just a white man fro. We nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just after a while, it ends up looking like a mullet. It's oh, just not yeah. not good for anybody. No. Yeah. Well, I also can't grow a beard. Are you sure? I've tried multiple <laughs> times in my life. Um, but uh, no, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of big beards. Mm. Down for it. It doesn't really matter if they've got, like, full head of hair or anything. I'd love a good beard. There you go. Yeah. I'm with you. So, yes. sorry, Terry. Sorry, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Shave your head and grow a beard. He's just looking for notes and things he can do. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Absolutely. You'll have to ask the goth girls, though. They might have a different opinion. Yeah. They probably like the little pencil mustache. Oh, there you go. High school was a great time. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Adam. This is question number 18. We've only got two more to go after this one. A one. We've already rolled that. We did. A five. We have not rolled. If Dan was going to DM you and your friends, what kind of campaign would you want him to run? If Dan was running it. If Dan was running it. Ooh. I feel like it has to be something gnome-themed. I would want him to avoid gnomes at all costs. Mm, Elves. Just (laughs) (laughs) Elves. Um, full elf actually, campaign. I would like to do, especially with Dan, a journey through the planescape. Okay. Just every plane, bamfing from plane to plane to plane, chasing different MacGuffins. Um, I know that he loves the Feywild, yes, so he I'd does. probably definitely go mm. into the Feywild. That'd be a good one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I haven't played a lot with Dan in recent years. I mean, we started. Excuse me. Anyways, I started with him way back when, but I mean the the Cthulhu. Was, I was going to say, he was really good with the Cthulhu was really environment. Good. Yeah. Uh, you could tell that that was something that he really knows he a bit about. Yeah. And uh, that was interesting because, I mean, I honestly didn't really know much about Lovecraft lore Before, going into yeah. it. And uh, it kind of opened, you know, opened up a lot of different things. Um, yeah, I, I would probably want to do one of those again. It was it was really neat. It was yeah. A nice change of pace. Yeah, He's got a very good that. knack for descriptive words. Am I right? Mm. <laughs> Baleful, Baleful howl. Viscera. <laughs> Viscera. Yeah. And he did really well. With he the, did do really the, well. The curveballs we threw at him. Yeah. Oh, you keep running. Here's the head of the mine. And there's the big guy. And like, oh, well, I'm going to nope the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm I, sure. I'm sure. As one little one little shot to Dan as he's the one editing this. I'd like a de- uh, campaign that he would actually finish for more than five sessions oh, fuck. before dropping. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Dan. I don't know. Our Cthulhu one was what eight, ten sessions. Yeah, at least it saw a finish. It did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, he was on a time crunch. And yeah, I think I think you had the finish in episode nine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Who's fault was that? <laughs> 
uh, Dan's for making me go insane. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's, yeah. Okay. Character deaths are always the DM's fault, right? Naturally. Yeah. It's never the player's Unless fault. Unless you're the DM. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I feel like... The players any, do it to themselves. Yeah, I feel in any campaign where you can confuse Dan the most would be mm. the funnest. So, I agree, like, a horror landscape or, like, the Feywild or plain jumping, like, yeah. anything that would... Just watch him pull out the little hair he has left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that'd be really fun to enjoy. I think so. <clears throat> All right, we got two more questions. All where right. do you want to go? Is it me? Yeah, it is you. All right, Damn. I will do... They're all pretty even, so take your pick. All right, hold on here. Uh, damn it! <laughs> We're gonna do... Um, I, I will do Terry. Uh, oh, interesting. They're very short and sweet. I think that's why. <laughs> Just like Just Terry. Like Just Terry. Like Terry. <laughs> uh, 14. Oh, Lord, that, of course I rolled <laughs> You rolled the one long Shit. one you wrote. <laughs> okay, this is kind of a neat question. What do you think about players who make characters that are based on obvious homages to famous pop culture icons? I'm down with it. As I've said with Thor, I'm totally down. I like it as long as everybody else that's playing is aware of it and mm-hmm. is okay with it. Yeah. If that's the group you guys want to play, fine. But don't have one guy who's already an established personality mm-hmm. mixed with a bunch of guys who are still trying to figure that out. I was going to say, there's a difference between an homage or just a replica of the I mean, like straight up just make it. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not, I would never just straight up make a character from pop culture, but I would 100% a lot of my characters I think he's trying to get at if someone's going to make a character out of Cardi B. Ooh. Oh boy. But I think at the end of the day, like I base my characters off of a lot of things. Like whether yeah. it's pop culture for movies, whether it's uh, a, a, like a comic book or something like that. Like I will definitely get my base knowledge from Absolutely. something that I care about or that I'm passionate about. Um, but then to your point, like I wouldn't make it a straight up, this is this person. No. Uh, because they're not going to go through the same things that the character you're homaging, right? And that character already has a story. You want something. You want Different. a different story. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't find it... Because I think here he kind of wrote, is it annoying or would you find it super fun or would you find it distracting? I think the only way I would find it distracting is if they were very blatantly, obviously being like... Here's Goku and his name is Kugo. I am very super appreciating <laughs> yeah. your Dragon Ball Z reference right now. Thank you very much. I think I've re- Happy to help. <laughs> I've referenced DBZ in pretty much every episode I've been in and Terry's like, what the fuck is that? And I'm just like, dude. <laughs> but... Yeah. Um, but yeah, like even if you base like a little bit of your backstory on a mm-hmm. backstory you're familiar with, like there's no way how you're going to come up with something brand new. Everything's been done. It's been done in some way, shape, or form. It's just a matter of when things happen, what characters are involved in it, etc. Yeah. Right. So if you wanted to make a Goku, yeah. sure. I mean, no D and D character has parents, so we're basically all making Batman or Spider Man or. <laughs> Should oh my go God. through the list? <laughs> I love a campaign when you have to add parents into it. Yeah. It's probably my favorite thing. I've played it in a couple campaigns where they actually make you write down who your parents are. I intentionally have done that with every character I've created in the last couple years. Yeah. Is created. Here's my parents. Go yeah. ahead. Do what you want with them because it's going to bring my character in. <laughs> I've been in a campaign where the DM was literally just like, your parents are not dead. Please give me who your parents are, <laughs> where they are, what they're doing. Do you have siblings? Because it may That's come up fantastic. in your future. Right? So I think that's probably a really good thing to implement, especially if you are building an homage to a character. Mm-hmm. If a DM is more forceful of add yeah. to it, flesh it out a little bit, I think that kind of makes it a little bit more tolerable, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, you said that uh, every character can kind of be linked up to something else. And I was sitting there like, no, right now I'm playing a Triton Barbarian 
who has a tried I made Aquaman <laughs> shit. <laughs> 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 as soon as he said tried it, I'm like Aquaman. Aquaman yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's very true. Yeah. Like, people get their inspiration from wherever they want to get it from. But not everybody at the table is going to know that. No. Like, there's TV shows I watch no one's ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's movies I've seen Terry's never seen in the UK. So, like, you know. like there's Labyrinth. Labyrinth. <laughs> That's what I was kind of. <laughs> watch <laughs> Labyrinth, Terry. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, there's just, you're never, they're never really going to know. But if it is a pop culture person that you're building, like, and you just want to say, like, if someone calls you out on it. Yeah. As long as you own it and be like, yes, but I'm not going to like say like, hello, my name is Thor. Yeah. Yeah. But. I'm 100% with you. Now you're just going to think of Aquaman every time you play that character. Yeah, I know. It's ruined it. I've only, it's a she in the squad. I just always mix it up. Oh, you made Aquaman. Yeah, I did. And it's just, it's going to screw me up. I played the character maybe three or four times now and it will ruin it forever. Awesome. Hooray. Yeah. You get the honor of rolling the final dice. Whose question are we going to go out on? Gee, I don't know. Ooh. Big decision. Oh, yeah. The pressure geez. is on. Well, Why don't you pick your favorite person? Uh. <laughs> or at least favorite person. You don't t- tell us which it is. <laughs> All right. Dan it is. <laughs> oh, Lord. 11. You've trapped Dan in your newly minted dungeon. Which insidious trap do you use to kill him? Um... <laughs> Oh, it's something dexterity based. Something dexterity based. Uh, I feel like it's going to be filled with all sorts of contraptions that he's made. Yeah, Mm. like his own, like, like his BDSM toys that you know he makes (laughs) in his garage, right? You know, (laughs) strap him up to the rack. That's fantastic. Actually, you know what? Based on our last campaign and what it's been used for, I would say alchemist fire on a pole behind a door. That's very oddly specific. It swings down. And Have you thought about this on a regular basis? This has actually happened in our campaign. Dan oh. created it. It was brutal. It just about killed our barbarian, burned all of his clothes off, all of his hair off, and left him naked and afraid. And I think that's a fair... So you just want Dan to be naked I want... and afraid? Yeah, basically. I'd oh, watch good. that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, I would, I would lock him in a room with every character he's ever made that hates him. Ooh. So all of them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, but like, like, so like, any of all of his favorite characters are in that room, mm-hmm. and they're just like gunning to kill him, and then that or something more like mind effy, like just a room full of puzzles think, that he can't solve because they don't. Or have... that he can't answer the questions yes. too because it hasn't been written yet. Yeah, I was just thinking like, <laughs> what kind of cool thing could you put in there? A like... mind flare trap of some sort yeah. where it's just suck- oh, it sucks all the information out of his brain, and then you ask him questions that he used to know and now can no longer answer. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's neat. Mm-hmm. It would have to be something homebrewy because I feel yeah. If it, if it's in the book, he already knows it exactly. <laughs> He'll know how to get rid of it because I mean, one of my go tos for for traps is like jellies and oozes and stuff because yeah. they can be a real handful but i feel like he would know how to <laughs> how to get rid of that i actually quick. just saw a great homebrew trap today and it's a set of two trap doors so there's a spike pit and the idea is you jump over the spike pit when you land on the other side you fall through a trap door into another spike pit so you think you're just jumping over the one but as soon as you land down you go into Fuck the second you one. rogue yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> and the paladin's like good job friend yeah. though <laughs> You wear no armor. Yeah, no, you're done. <laughs> Good luck. I love it. Yeah. No, I just want him to suffer as long as possible. Yes. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> it don't sound sorry. <laughs> that was genuine. I'm sorry. Did that sound like it came from my heart? 
that's been thought of before. I don't know what you're talking about. Dan and I are good friends. Deal. <laughs> well, that's we hang out in his basement when he's not even home. <laughs> I know. It's not even here. We're like yeah. best friends. That's fantastic. That's twenty questions. Do you want to? Are there any on the list that you guys wanted to answer just for fun? Was there a question that jumped out? Um. Here, give me. I want to. I just want to know some of Terry's questions because I feel like the ones we read were very tame. So I just want to mm-hmm. see if there's anything on here. There's one on Dan's list. Oh no! I oh, you got one. Yes, okay, good. Go. For, okay. Please do. So, um, you're stuck on a jungle island for a year with Adam, Dan, or Terry. Who do you choose and why? Dan. He can build things. That's smart, though. It's very smart. It is it's very smart. He's gonna be the most physic, like most resourceful. And I'm also already friends with him, so I, I know him the best out of the three. I would choose Dan for the same for a different reason. Mm. Um, he's the weakest. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, he'd probably be good eating too. There's so, a good bit of meat on those bones. I would use him to build all of the things that I need to survive. Then kill him one of your traps and then, and then trap and eat him if you need the food. <laughs> that would be that. Uh, I would probably go with Adam just because I know that him and I can work as a team well together and mm-hmm. get things done. And when it's business time, it's time to get down to it and get it done. It's mm-hmm. business. I mean, he's the one that I know the most out of the three, so. That's probably fair. Yeah. That's kind of part of the reason I picked Dan. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw in Dan's list, yeah. he had Mary Screw Kill for the three of them. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh. Lord. This is. <laughs> right? <laughs> Kill Adam. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> He, he didn't even have the rest of the answers. He just had to kill Adam, which is uh, funny. You're just the one he wanted to be on a desert island with. Mary Dan, because I feel like Dan's, he's probably, yeah. you know, he's a, a, he's a generous partner, lover, I'm sure. And I'm sure that Terry would be Keep a it hell interesting. of a lover. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it interesting, anyways. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I think I would marry Adam. He just seems like a good... T- guy to just live with. I feel like we could amicably live together, yeah. do life together side by side. That's nice. Yeah, I think... What kind of wedding would you have? Ooh. It'd be a little backyard wedding. Yeah, something just Just family, friends yeah. and family, right? Something small. <laughs> nothing big. <laughs> Honeymoon would just be like, rent an Airbnb somewhere. Yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... I think I'm going to screw Dan because I'm sure he's as vanilla as I am. And I don't know Terry, so I guess I kill Terry because it wouldn't really be any change in my life. Yeah. There you go. Uh, mine is the same as yours. <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I would marry Dan. He's yeah. Very, very nice Well, he's guy. proven he's marriage material. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's lasted this long. He's a so. solid guy. He's, he's a good family so man. He's dependable. He is. You can tell him to go do something and he'll just put his head down grumble about wouldn't it. Wouldn't really yeah. worry about he'll it. He'll complain. Yeah. Tell his friends it sucks. Um... <laughs> I would kill Adam. I, I don't know why. I just would. <laughs> it, just, it, it feels right. It feels, yeah. It feels are you sure? Are you sure it's not just more that you want to screw Terry? No. no <laughs> um, we have a competition for who has the best hair, so that mm. would never really work out. That well, then well. kill him. Then the competition's over. Mm, Touche. Okay, I changed my answer. I would kill Terry <laughs> and Adam by default. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes. I like that idea because yeah. I would like to win that competition. There I do have the better hair out of the two of us. So Fantastic. that would be my answer. All right. Any more we want to answer? Just going to double check here. Yeah. There was one in there. It was, uh, what would you rather do? The fight in the zombie apocalypse or the war against the machines? Ooh. War. Uh, 
I feel like you've ever shot against like zombie a, apocalypse. Like, like, are we talking the slow shambling zombies? Or are we talking like runners and... So you're going left for dead stuff. Yeah. Is what you're thinking? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would I would do war against the machines. I feel like they would beat me for sure. Oh, absolutely. I feel like either way I would be probably beat yeah. that way. Yeah. I feel like I'd survive a little longer against zombies, but that might just be... I don't know. I'm really good at running and hiding, so... Mm. Not zombies, zombies, just because like, they would scare the shit out of me. So. Yeah, they 100% worked. Yeah. yeah. So would the Terminator. Yep. Damn that Terminator. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. All right. Hello, I'm back. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's me. You didn't hear our last question, did you? No, I just heard a bunch of laughing. Oh, oh thank good. God. <laughs> um, oh, well, you're in for a ride. <laughs> what did uh, What did we learn? Um, a Everybody lot of- wants to kill you? I mean, that seemed to be the consensus. <laughs> the consensus two out of three. Yeah. I was gonna marry you personally, but yeah. no, I switched my answer. Oh, that's right, you did. I did switch. I changed I, my. I answer. can't wait to listen to this episode. <laughs> Fuck. Why well, do we? Why do we do this? It was your idea. So, uh, any final thoughts before we uh, retire this and probably repeat it again next year? Um. That was fun. One, because I've never met Brad before, and now I know a lot about him for no reason. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping I found a new campaign to play in. There you go. <laughs> Let me tell you about it. Terry's questions were a lot less risque than we expected. Yeah, I feel like, uh, I think almost Dan went a little bit more risque than... Yeah, Terry, he if you did. could step it up a notch, please, that would be great. Can you please live up to your MO? That's yeah. all we really require. Step it down a notch. I want to see how tame he could go. Well, you saw it. That was that's it. That was legit. I also feel like Dan was probably pulling a couple of punches there. So I think one hundred percent was. If he could just make it real weird next time, yeah. let's get knows, weird. I don't know yeah. if he knows how to do that though. Oh, remember he's wholesome oh, no. and oh, good to marry. Dan, no. No, Dan, yeah, Dan, Dan can get weird. Yeah, Dan is. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm glad that all three of you can live from experience. Oh, oh yes, shit, yes. His weirdness. <laughs> he hides it well on the podcast. Anyway. <laughs> All right, well, we know that we're going to step it the fuck up in a year. Um, yeah, bring on the weird questions. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite tentacle monster and why? Okay, so... Dan. Dan? Dan. <laughs> and why? No, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that up to you. Yeah. Peter Use your mind. imagination. Yeah. All right, well, uh, this has been the anniversary special for the It's a Mimic podcast. Uh, with Dave and Brad and Megan. And uh, check out the uh, channel tomorrow as well when the Campaign Builder launches. Stay tuned. We are going to be launching a second channel as well, which is just going to be actual play content as we release more Call of Cthulhu. I'm sure each of these three will be a part of all of this nonsense as well. Uh, We have talked it over. Dave, you are getting a... Uh, promotion from intern Ooh. to uh, coffee bitch. Nice. Congratulations. Yes. Very so, proud of you. Because uh, I was stealing Megan's coffee. I knew it. <laughs> uh, you will actually get paid for this, and that your payment will be whatever Terry leaves in the bottom of his mug. It's not going to be coffee. So. I'm unsure of that. <laughs> I'm all right with it. Uh, anyway, Step in the right direction. Uh, thanks again for listening. You can find us and uh, all of our other episodes at www.itsmimic.com or reach out and talk to us uh, at info at itsmimic.com. And we're also available on pretty much all of the podcast catching apps and pretty much every uh, social media site that's out there. Uh, thanks again, and uh, we're looking forward to year two.
Okay, bye.